and welcome to moneymaking.com. The focus of today's program is making money. In today's program, we hear the differing views from an accountant and an economist on investments. First of all, an economist's view on spread betting. Spread betting is gambling. There are two different types of spread betting, sports trading and financial spread betting. Sports trading is anything from betting on tennis to football to horse racing and financial Spread betting is from currencies to stocks to indices to commodities. The name spread betting comes from the fact that the companies who offer you this service add a spread onto the prices and that's where they make the majority of their money. For example, if a stock was trading at 100 to 101, they would add an extra point or two to make their profit. And what exactly is the difference from trading? The main difference from trading is that spread betting is tax-free. This is because it's classed as gambling. Another difference from trading is you don't own a piece of the stock, commodity or currency. You're just betting on a price and a price alone. So there must be some advantages and disadvantages. As I just said, one of the advantages from spread betting is that it's tax-free, although if you lose money, it's not tax-deductible. Another one is there's no commissions. Uh, Most brokers bet on lots of shares. The more shares, the lower the price goes down, but the more commissions you have to pay. The only thing you have to pay for spread betting is the spread itself, although if you were to bet a higher price per point... Obviously, you would be betting a higher commission in the way of the spread. Guaranteed stop losses are probably the most advantageous things about spread betting. If a market was to move overnight when a lot of markets close, say a CEO just died or something of that nature, um, that can cause the price to move. But with guaranteed stop losses, you can hold your risk at a level which you're comfortable with. This means that you can actually limit your losses and know how much you're willing to lose before you enter a trade. Finally, if you could tell us yourself one piece of advice when you started, and what would it be? For starters, I would say be patient. A lot of losses come from chasing trades which you missed, either from either stepping out from the computer for a few minutes and you come back and you see that something that you should have been in has just gone. You should never chase your trades. Another thing is to always be patient. The market's always going to be there tomorrow. There's no rush to get rich. Well, that's an economist's view. Now for the accountant's view. Spread betting is a way of getting rich quickly. But unfortunately, it's also very high risk, and most others don't want to take that risk. Spread betting is a way of getting rich quickly. The opposite could be getting poor very quickly. However, another alternative which I'm going to propose is to get rich slowly. Well, most of us don't want the risk of losing our hard-earned money quickly. Most people would like to invest and accumulate wealth over a long period of time. But often they wonder, well, how do I get started? Well, the first step actually isn't investing at all. It's looking at your own finances and putting your 
financial house in order. So before you start investing, look at your finances to see if you're paying off debts. Debts which you should clear before you can even think about starting investing. The ones to get rid of first are the ones that you're paying a very high rate of interest on. So if you have credit card debts, clear those. If you have a personal loan on a car or something like that, or you've saved for a holiday, clear those. And only keep debts which are long-term, low-cost debts like your mortgage. After that, the next thing to do before you start thinking about investing in stocks and shares, long-term funds, is to build up an adequate fund for emergencies. So, once you've got your small fund, in case your car needs to be repaired or things like that, you can think about investing. As well as getting over any doubts you have and procrastinations about is it a good thing, should I bother or not, by starting early, you're getting the benefits of long-term compounding. This will build up your fund tremendously compared to starting later. For example, if you invested for nine years and then stopped, your fund would be a certain amount, the equivalent of doing it the other way around, not investing for nine years and then starting. It would take you 41 years to get to the same place, which sounds magical, but that's the benefit of long-term compounding. So start as early as you can. What you can do now is investigate thoroughly before you invest. Read books, read newspapers, enjoy looking at the financial television channels, some are dedicated to the stock market all the time, such as Bloomberg. You could even join an investment club. Try to develop a diversified strategy so that all your eggs are not in the proverbial one basket. And never follow the crowd just for the sake of it. An example of this would be the dot-com bubble where people were just piling in because of advice of others without really a sound basis. And always remember that if you want help, you can always get it. Once you've started investing, remember that you are not involved in a game. Investing is definitely not a game. Many people mistakenly think of investing in the same way that they think of the odd bet on sports or gambling as a game. It is not a game. The ups and downs of the stock market will occasionally give you entertainment and possibly an adrenaline rush when you've picked a winner. But you are in it for the long term, as we've said earlier. Reinvest your profits. Also, your stocks will give you dividends. Try and reinvest those, and then effectively you'll have more money generating more profits. Towards the end of your long-term plan, you may wish to take these dividends from your shares and spend them. What you will be able to remember then is looking back to years or decades earlier when you bought these shares. Each year, the management of a good company will have increased the dividend. So the dividend that you're getting, maybe 30 years later, will be based on a very small purchase price. A much better return than you could get from your local building society. By starting early for the long term, investing in shares, you will have a very secure future. Well, that concludes today's programme. Thank you for listening. You can reach us on www.moneymakingadvice.com and don't forget to tune in next week.